Welcome to Take Another Five, your weekly podcast on a bit of this and a bit of that. Hosted by Donna J. Jodhan. Hello there, my name is Donna Jill Jodhan. I am an author, blogger, editor, entrepreneur, and law student. I live in Toronto, Canada, and every week I record podcasts. And my podcast is called Take Another Five. I'm happy to be with you here this week one more time, and I hope that you're happy to be here too. I got a question for you for this week. What is one of your favorite colors? I'll tell you what mine is. It's yellow. I've always liked yellow, and as a child, I used to want to have a yellow teacup, yellow saucer, yellow plate, yellow jersey, yellow sweater, yellow shorts, yellow pants, yellow everything. So yellow is my favorite color. Why don't you tell me what yours is? Write to me at info at sterlingcreations.ca and tell me exactly what your favorite color is. You may have more than one favorite color. And yes, my second favorite color is purple. So, my first favorite color is yellow. My second favorite color is purple. So, write to me and let me know what yours is. For this week, I'd like to introduce you to my five segments, Kitchen Corner, where we get down to cooking. Take another five with technology, where I bring you an app of the week, and I'm also now bringing you, or I will be bringing you in the future, some other stuff. But for this week, it's all about apps of the week. Then it's a five minutes mystery. And then it's in the end zone with the entrepreneur. And finally, my fifth segment is staying ahead of bullies and scams. So why don't you just relax, recharge, rethink. Just relax on your couch, relax in your kitchen, your living room, your garden, wherever you are. And take another five. Stay tuned now for segment one. Welcome to my kitchen corner. Hey, it's Donna Jill Jodhan, and welcome to segment one of Take Another Five. For this week, it's kitchen corner, and it's time to start cooking. You know, I really, really enjoy cooking, and this is why I decided to put this segment together for you every week. And I want to thank Mama Peach, our very dear friend who has shared so many recipes with us over the years. She has a superb library of recipes. Library, a library that contains so many different types of recipes from so many various categories. 
So a huge thank you to Mama Peach. And for this week, our first recipe comes from the simple starters category. And it's berry citrus smoothies. All right. If you're ready to go, so am I. One pint of strawberries, hulled and sliced. One cup of buttermilk or plain yogurt. One cup of frozen lemon or orange sorbet. Combine all ingredients in a blender. Process until smooth. Pour into glasses to serve. This makes four servings. Nice and simple, eh? Let's go on to the second recipe that I have chosen for you for this week. And this comes from the low-fat cookbook recipe, uh, category. It's an appetizer and it's an apple curry dip. All right then. Let's see what we've got. One and a half cup of low-fat cottage cheese. One cup of unsweetened applesauce. One envelope of onion soup mix. Two teaspoons of curry powder. In a blender, blend the cottage cheese and applesauce until smooth. Stir in the soup mix and curry powder. Serve with raw vegetables. Per tablespoon we have 11.97 calories. Total fat is 0.16 grams. Saturated fat is 0.07 grams. Sodium is 122.0 milligrams. Protein is 1.19 grams. Carbohydrates is 1.50 grams. And for cholesterol, we've got 0.42 milligrams. Fiber is 21.0, or sorry, 0.21 grams for, for fiber. It's 0.21 grams. Those are my two recipes for this week. <coughs> and if you'd like to know more, or if you'd like a copy of either of these two recipes, please do not hesitate to write to me at info at sterlingcreations.ca. That's I-N-F-O at S-T-E-R-L-I-N-G-C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N-S dot C-A. <clears throat> I'm Donna Johnhen, wishing you a great week for Kitchen Corner, but now stay tuned for my second segment of Take Another Five. See you on the other side.
Time to take another five with technology. Hey there, it's Donna Jill Jodhan, and welcome to the second segment of Take Another Five, my weekly podcast. And you know what? I enjoy bringing this segment to you because it gives me the opportunity to choose apps that I use on a regular basis and then share information on these apps with you. I hope you're finding these apps of interest because, you know, they have a lot to offer. And for this week, I'd like to bring you some information on the Plain Text app. Well, here we go. Meet the Plain Text app. I met this app a few years ago when I first started out as an iDevice user. It was my good friend Larry Lewis who introduced it to me, and today I can use it whenever I wish to paste text into an email or a Facebook post. This is how it works. First, you need to set up Dropbox on your iDevice as well as on your computer. Next, synchronize Dropbox so that both computer and iDevice are updated each time you place files into your Dropbox folder. Next, create a subfolder in your Dropbox folder and call it plain text. And you can do this from your computer as it may be the easiest way to make things work. Now you are more than halfway there. Now you can create your files in your plain text folder in preparation for doing other things and you can do it from your computer. Next, go to the App Store and download the plain text app to your iDevice and it is free. Now you are ready to use the plain text app to its full capacity. So first create your text file in the plain text subfolder of your Dropbox folder on your computer, okay? Then access this file from your iDevice. Do a select of the text and copy to the clipboard. Finally, paste the text from the clipboard to wherever you wish to do it. And it could be to the Facebook and uh, you can also post it to your email. Simply give this app or this nifty little app a try and share it with your family and friends who are looking for ways to make life easier for themselves when using an iDevice. As a blind person, I find it very easy to use. Of course, there are the ways of pasting text into Facebook and into your email on your iDevice. But try and give this one a try and see what you know you think. The second app for this week is called Meet 
the TuneIn Radio app. And I love the TuneIn Radio app. I met this nifty little app in 2014. And I can tell you that, boy oh boy, am I so very happy that I did meet this app. I will also say that the TuneIn Radio app is simply, or very simple, for everyone, whether or not you are blind. It is for the one who just loves to listen to radio stations around the world. Yes, indeed. I have installed it on my iPhone and on my iPad. And as long as I have access to my internet, the TuneIn Radio app is one of my favorite apps to take around with me. I simply marvel at how many stations I can reach with my TuneIn Radio app. While on the road, I can keep up to date with news at home. I can travel across the miles to listen to radio stations in England, Luxembourg, and even travel as far as Asia. I am able to learn so much about what is going on around me in the world. The world has certainly gotten a lot more, uh, you know, accessible. And thanks to my TuneIn Radio app, it is all possible. I can use my TuneIn Radio app to learn more about various cultures, countries, and improve my geography as well. What a marvelous little app. So why not go out there and make friends with the TuneIn Radio app? Have fun. Enjoy it. And you know what? It helps me to relax a heck of a lot. I'm Donna Jill Jodham for segment two. And I hope you enjoyed the apps that I chose for you this week. And if you have any questions, any questions at all about either of these two apps, drop me an email at info at sterlingcreations.ca. That's I-N-F-O at S-T-E-R-L-I-N-G-C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N-S dot C-A. And I'll be happy to send you any notes I have on either of these two little apps or any other app that I have talked about previously. Take care now and stay tuned for segment three. Donna Jill Jodhan, and it's time for segment three, which is my five minutes mystery moment. 
I'm an author of Audio Mysteries, and I've been writing and producing my own audio mysteries since 2010. My mysteries have been broadcast across the ACB Internet Radio Network and through Accessible Media Inc. here in Toronto, Canada. My mysteries are sold at www.donnajodhan.com slash store.html And all of the proceeds from my or from the sales of my audio mysteries go towards my campaign against bullying. So if you'd like to know more about me as an audio mystery writer, please visit www. DonnaJodhan.com. All right, it's time for this week's five minutes mystery, and this one is called The Senator's Secrets. And as I said before, it's available at www.DonnaJodhan.com. Slash store dot html. So that's d o n n a j o d h a n dot c o m slash store dot html. He was young, good looking, and brilliant. And who says that success does not come with a price tag? especially when there are secrets lurking in the background. And this was part of Senator Christian Jansen's downfall. He had absolutely no chance at all. This is what the scene of the crime looked like. There were over 20 tables in the main ballroom of the revolving restaurant. Each table held six seats, and almost all of the seats were taken. Staffers and their spouses were in attendance, and the senator's wife sat beside him. The room was festively decorated in the Christmas spirit. The main course had not long been served before it happened. The senator had clutched at his chest and had then slumped over. Those at nearby tables had been quick to notice. Someone had called an ambulance. Someone had managed to unbutton his suit jacket in order to help him breathe and someone else had unbuttoned the top buttons of his shirt. By the time the ambulance had arrived, the senator was dead. Forensics had found the senator's wallet, cell phone, and reading glasses in his suit jacket. A small briefcase under his chair containing notes for his Christmas speech were found, and some people were still on their first course when the senator had collapsed. There were two bottles of wine and two bottles of champagne on each table. Security agents had managed to cordon off the senator's table 
before forensics had arrived. The other guests had all been asked to stand against the wall. Those waiters present were also asked to do the same. Hmm. What could the motives really be for this horrible crime? Someone did not want the senator to run for president of the United States. The senator had recently ruffled the feathers of some mafia bosses. The senator had also recently reneged on some favors that he owed to some corporations. And the senator had been battling to keep a deadly secret from his past hidden. The suspects identified were Eric, <coughs> who did not want the senator to run as president because he too, or it would be too difficult to handle if the senator had run and won as president. Paolo, a mafia boss who felt that the senator would be dangerous to them as president, and he knew about Christian Jansen's previous association with the mafia. And these mafia people were very high up. And then there was Scott, his oil company had wanted to punish the senator for breaking his promise to his oil company. Finally, there was Lee, who had something on the senator from the past which could destroy the senator's career if it were publicized. The cause of death was as follows. It was a massive heart attack caused by an injection. The injection had contained a massive dose of steroids. Boy, all four suspects had had strong motors for wanting the senator dead. Eric knew that the senator would not be easy to deal with if he had become president. Eric was the present deputy head of the CIA and had had aspirations to become head of the CIA. But he knew that Christian Jensen would appoint someone else. Christian's views were not the same as Eric's views. And they were not the same as others as well within the CIA. Nick Sanders, another suspect, had previously stated that if elected, he would appoint Eric as the new head. At all costs, Christian could not be allowed to run. Paolo's organization had also wanted Christian dead. If he became president, he would put a huge dent in the Mafia's activities. This would mean a huge loss of revenue 
and the Mafia had also had an account to settle with Christian because of the past fallout. And Paolo was ordered to ensure that Christian did not run at any cost. Paolo was given the necessary funds to hire a hitman. Scott's company had contributed large sums of money to Christian's campaign. In return, Christian had previously promised to give preferential treatment to Scott's oil company. But Christian had recently reneged on this promise. And Scott's oil company was extremely angry because it was going to mean billions of dollars in lost revenue. Scott was told to ensure that Christian did not run and that Nick Sanders did. And Scott was told to find a way to murder Christian Jensen. Finally, Lee Jen uh, had an axe to grind with Christian. When they were at college, Christian had a car accident one night and Lee's twin brother, Liam, had been killed. A bunch of college kids were returning home from their graduation party. Christian was drunk and was driving the car. Lee was in the front passenger seat and Liam and his girlfriend were seated in the back seat. Christian drove the car into a tree. Liam was killed and his girlfriend was seriously injured. She survived and gave birth a few months later to a son that she named Liam. Somehow Christian had managed to get off and Lee was made responsible for the accident. Lee was sent to jail for 10 years and Christian's dad had used his influence to get the sentence reduced to three years. When Lee was released, his dad had paid for Lee to attend law school. That is, Christian's dad had paid for Lee to attend law school. Lee had managed to make a name for himself, but now he wanted payback from Christian Jensen. Christian was not going to entertain any sort of blackmail. Wow, lots of blackmailing, lots of suspects for you to think about. Lee, Scott. So let me just uh, summarize the suspects for you because I, I believe that you might get a bit sidetracked or a bit confused. All right. So we have Nick whose views were not the same as uh, Christian Jansen. He wanted to run as head of the CIA, and, but he knew that uh, Christian would not appoint him if he, Christian, were elected as the next president. You had Paolo, who had instructions to kill the Christian Jansen because of a mafia settling of accounts. You had Scott whose oil company had been uh, dealt with in a bad way by Christian Jensen. Christian had 
reneged on some big promises. And finally, you had Lee, who wanted to settle the accounts because Christian had killed his brother years ago in a car crash. All right, it's time for you to put your thinking caps on, folks, and start thinking about who did it. And I'll tell you who did it at the end of my podcast. But in the meantime, let's get ready for segment four. I'll see you on the other side. In the end zone with the entrepreneur. Hey, it's me, Donna Jill Jodhan, one more time with you, and it's time for segment four of my weekly podcast, Take Another Five. And it's time for In the End Zone with the Entrepreneur, and that's me. I have been an entrepreneur since 1998. And I was there when the internet was just starting out as a wee one to be a part of our landscape. But today, the internet has become a huge factor in our landscape. And we don't have a choice but to deal with the internet and deal with so many other things that have changed since I became an entrepreneur in 1998. I, I can't believe so many things have changed and I can't believe that even though it has become easier for an entrepreneur to become an entrepreneur, there are still several challenges to be faced. And for this week, I'd like to talk about this. What could the workplace of an entrepreneur look like? It's practically whatever you want it to be. It could be a home office. It could be a loft. In a, you know, in an apartment or in a house. It could be an apartment itself. You know, you live in an apartment, you make that your, your workplace. It could also be a condo or it could be a house. It could be a room in a basement or in an attic. It could be, even be rooms in a mall. Maybe no office at all. It could be your your car. You can make it look however you want it to look. And it would work. Stylish or homey. Professional or artsy. Bare bones or lots of clutter. You see, the workplace today for an entrepreneur is a lot less formal, more informal and you have a lot more wiggle room when it comes to making it whatever you want to make it today for an entrepreneur because it's all up to you and this is the beauty of being an entrepreneur is that you can use your workplace or you can design it however you want it to be based on your budget based on your style based on your preference so all I'm saying is that Whereas before, the workplace used to be one where you'd have to go into the office and have to sit at a desk or in a cubicle, and you would be, you know, limited by what you could put up on the walls of your office or the walls of your cubicle, not the same today for an entrepreneur, because you can do whatever you want. I hope this helps. And you know what? 
If you'd like to know more about the life of an entrepreneur or how entrepreneurs operate in today's world, please, by all means, drop me a line at info at sterlingcreations.ca. That's I-M-F-O at S-T-E-R-L-I-N-G-C-R-E-A-T-I-O-N-S dot C-A. Now stay tuned for segment five, the final segment of my Take Another Five weekly podcast. See you on the other side. Help us beat the bullies and the scams. Well, here we are at segment five, our final segment for my Take Another Five podcast for yet another week. And I'm Donna Jill Jodhan here with you. This segment deals with scams and bullies. And it's all about me telling you about one of the scams that is presently making the rounds and helping you to become more aware of this type of scam. This is in the first part of segment five and in the second part I'll be talking about building awareness about bullying. So for the first part I want to make you aware of this type of scam. It's what I call the phone call with a sob story. You will receive a phone call with a real sob story. The voice at the other end tells you that their poor granny is dying of cancer and that they need to visit her in a hurry, but they have no money. Would you be willing to help them? The caller really plays on your emotions, and I'll tell you right now, this caller could be anyone, from a young man to a young woman, to an older man or an older woman. And this caller offers to come and pick up your contribution if you agree to help them out. They will probably go as far as to ask you where you live. And they may call you by either your first name or your last name. And they are very, very courteous. So they could call you Mrs. Brown or Edith, if that's your first name, or Daniel, or Mr. Doug, or Mr. Douglas, anything. Do not fall for this phone call. Just simply hang up and go about your business. It is a scam. Trust me when I tell you because I have a friend who almost got caught with this scam. This is my scam awareness for this week. Okay, it's a phone call with a sob story. And if you want to know more about scams, again, write to me at info at sterlingcreations.ca and I will be happy to pass on whatever other tips I have on scams that I have already talked about in previous weeks. Okay, my second part for this segment 
is all about building awareness about bullying. I bet you anything that the majority of us do not really take the time to consider what we can do in our own little way to help stop the spread of bullying. I know that I have and that this is a commitment, a long-term commitment, and it is why I have made this commitment to write and record audio mysteries that focus on problem solving rather than on problem creation. As a blind adult, I am very concerned about the welfare of blind and partially sighted kids. We are living in a world where all kinds of bullying continues to take place. Anything from cyberbullying to playground bullying and we need to understand that any kid with a disability is much more vulnerable when it comes to bullying. I can tell you that for any blind kid the thought is absolutely terrifying when you are unable to defend yourself without being able to see where your victim is standing or sorry yeah where your 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 bullying um i would perpetrator is standing or sitting yes it is very very terrifying think of it this way you're blind or you can't see very well and someone starts bullying you and you don't know where to go you could be standing around and they come at you. You could be sitting and they come at you. You could be walking and they come at you. It's terrifying. And this is why I personally has, have made the commitment to deal with bullying. My campaign against bullying called CAB is all spelled out on my website www.donnajohnhen.com and I urge you to go there and read for yourself. Now it's time for the wrap-up, so stay tuned where I'll be telling you who killed Senator Christian Jansen because they wanted to stop him from becoming president. See you on the other side. Thank you for having taken another five. We wish you a fantastic day. Well, another week is in the books, and here we are. It's wrap-up time for my weekly podcast, Take Another Five, and I'm Donna Jill Jodhan. I'm always sad when this particular part of my, uh, of my uh, podcast arrives. I love interacting with people. I love talking with people, and I love recording my podcast, and I hope that my enjoyment is being passed down to those of you who are listening. So, let's start off our wrap-up by telling you who did it. Who killed Senator Christian Jansen in order to stop him from running as president? Because everybody knew that if he ran, he would be elected as the next president. It was Lee who had done it, 
Lee had managed to hire a long, a young intern to do his dirty work. He had promised the young man five million dollars. The young man had had to enter the doctor's office on the day of Christian's physical. He had to find a way to give Christian the lethal injection. The intern had hatched and carried out his own plan. He had hired a friend to enter the doctor's office claiming to be his nephew Brad. The friend had told his story to the receptionist and she had called the doctor. The doctor did indeed have a nephew named Brad and the intern's friend had somehow managed to present himself looking much like Brad. When the two came to face to face, however, the friend had feigned confusion and had told the doctor that he had made an error. His uncle was someone else, that's what he had told the doctor. The doctor had chatted with him for a bit and then had returned to his patient, Christian. The intern had by then completed his job and was gone. Intern and friend had met up at a nearby coffee shop and had exchanged stories. The intern had paid off his friend and both had left separately. Weeks later, the doctor had remembered the incident and an investigation was launched. Withdrawal of a large sum of money was traced to Lee's account and as the rest, as they would say, is history. It was a great plan. I mean, while the doctor was chatting with the so-called nephew Brad, the intern slipped in and pretended to be the doctor's intern and gave Christian the lethal injection. So there you have it. I'm Donna Jill Jodham, and I hope you've enjoyed my podcast for this week, Take Another Five. You can follow me on Twitter at Accessible World, that's A-C-C-E-S-S-I-B-L-E-W-O-R-L-D, or at author underscore Jodham, that's A-U-T-H-O-R underscore J-O-D-H-A-N. Or you can like us on Facebook at author Donna Jodham, or at Donna Jodham, simply. Again, keep a song in your heart. And may the winds be at your back. Have a great day, a terrific week, and we'll see you again next week. Have fun now and take care. Bye-bye.